Blog Talk Radio. time with Pastor Steph. to hear that's what I like to hear for this is the day the Lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it so where were you all week oh we got this week started off shaking the Monday morning blues with the due time crew and we talked about six or so subtle qualities that men find attractive in women. Well, confidence was the first thing on the list. Yes, men love to see a confident woman. So ladies, if you've got this uh, self-esteem issue, that brings down your confidence level, you're going to have to get rid of it if you want a good man to come your way and to find you. Mm-hmm. Well, we also talked about a sense of humor. Yes, men want to see a woman that's always, you know, who's not always frowned up and You know, she wants to smile a little bit, doesn't mind a chuckle here or there. Yes, he wants to see her smile, especially at him. Mm -hmm. Well, what about a woman who pays her man attention? Yes, definitely no man wants a woman who doesn't care about who he is and what he's going through and all the things that, uh, you know, he cares about. Okay? All right. So come on, ladies. We're going to have to get in there and make sure we do what we need to do. Okay? All righty. Well, our switch tip for the week, I'll switch with Shanties, be ready for the field. Now, I don't know if you notice, but 
a whole lot of churches are not packed the way they used to be. Mm -mm. So we have to get out here and we have to see about the people. Yes, we need to be workers outside, outside of the four walls of the church. Yeah, we're going to have to, you know, pay attention to people are not flocking into the church the way they used to. Now, that doesn't mean that they're right, because the Bible definitely tells us so. But we have to be ready to go out, as they used to say, in the highways, in the byways, and go get them folk, okay? You can't be wanting to sit up in the church house, too, all righty? All righty. Well, that's how we spent our Monday. Well, let's talk about a Tuesday church folk day rolled around, and we are in the season of My Two Cents. Yes, the uh, film and TV review that we do here on the Due Time with Pastor Steph. And we are uh, talking about our Jordan family and Rebel and, you know, some really good, really good messages are coming out in our uh, season two here as we watched and reviewed episodes three and four. Well, Darlene's character told her daughter, Sometimes the truth belongs in the dark. Well, at you know, at, at that time when Darlene was talking, she was talking about hiding the truth. Yeah, you know, lying, you know, pulling the wool over her daughter's eyes, you know. And we do understand that there are some times where if we do tell the truth that it would definitely cause more harm than good. But, you know, don't don't walk around using that. You know, that's not for you to use. You know, we have to make sure that we're in the business of telling the truth. You know, you don't you don't want to go around deceiving God's people for your own personal gain. Okay? All righty. Well, another statement that was made in the episode, people think because we sing gospel, we don't struggle, but sometimes we struggle even more than others. Now, if you are a Christian, you will definitely know that there is no truth to the fact that, you know, because you gave your life to the Lord, that things are going to be easy. Mm-mm. No, it's definitely not going to be easy. But, you know, as was said this week, that there's a level of peace that we experience, you know, throughout, as we're going through our trials. You know, it's not, this walk ain't easy. But, you know, when you can actually go through struggles and you can still smile and you can still, you know, kind of relax. You know, you are concerned, but you're not worried. It's a big difference. God does not expect 
for us to be walking around ignoring our issues and our, you know, problems, but we definitely should not worry. You know, there's a statement that they say, if you're praying, why worry? And if you worry, why pray? Mm, all right. So, just some of the little caveats we got from our two episodes this week. Oh, wow, Wednesday rolled around and we got some information as always in our socially conscious with our girlfriend Vivian and we talked about the Adult Abuse Survivor Act. Now I was doing a little more reading on this thing last night and this all my stumbled across. And uh you know, they ended up pulling up a lot of, or, or extracting, or pulling out a lot of claims because of this Survivor Act. And, you know, 479 suits came out of Rikers Island alone. Yeah, so, you know, those who thought that they didn't have to worry about someone talking about their nasty deeds, well, they actually did. Mm-hmm. Because they got five extra minutes on that thing, the victims, that is. So, you know, thank God for those five extra minutes because there will be some retribution for those who have actually experienced some of this uh, abuse and violent acts. Okay, now, we talked about the uh, catfishing that has seemed to change face. Yeah, the restaurants are now involved in the catfishing or the owners or the managers or the directors or whatever you call it, whoever's running these restaurants. You know, they've got a new thing going on where they're actually pretending to be people who are inviting women on a date only to get these women out to the restaurant and they're not really be a man that they're waiting for, but they're hoping that when the man doesn't show up, they end up buying a, a meal anyway. Yeah, what kind of mess. Is this, oh my goodness gracious, you can't trust anything and anybody out here these days. And oh goodness gracious, did we end up in a real juicy conversation after that? Oh yeah, as Brother Al would say. All right, well. Therapeutic Thursday rolled around, and we talked about, oh, my goodness, the crazy stuff that actually goes on in real life, ripped from the headlines. Oh, my goodness gracious. Okay. Well, we talked about, oh, the man who uh, wanted to know, whether he should allow his wife, who is in 
incredible shape to uh, go out and date a man that she uh, <laughs> she met in the gym. And she's training. And he says, should he, because he's sympathetic, allow her to have a little fling? You know, this rip from the headlines thing is, is really serious. These are the things that, these real situations that people are actually experiencing. And... You know, we take a, a, a moment to comment on these things and, and hopefully, indirectly, give some advice and guidance and counsel as to, you know, what these people should do. And when you hear a, a man or a woman actually ponder the fact that, you know, they really want to give their spouse or their mate an opportunity to go out and sleep with someone else because they feel like they can't hold it down. You know, this is some real stuff that's going on out here. I mean, who does that? Who does that? You know, you, you just walk into a plethora of issues and you're already going to have some issues in and of itself as long as you're in a relationship but are we going to invite people to go out and have a relationship? Like, they don't have to come back home. What's going to happen when she's out there sleeping with, you know, her person, and then she comes back home? And what's she going to say when she looks at you? Oh, my goodness. Well, the dude time crew had some really, 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 really good thoughts yesterday in regards to some of the crazy dilemmas that people find themselves in. And, I, you know, sometimes the dilemmas don't even happen naturally. The scary part is actually people create their own dilemmas. Yeah. You know, the man says, hey, you know, even with ED meds, you know, I can't, uh, I can't satisfy her. Well, let me tell you something. Back in July, we had the Breaking the Yoke Conference. And can I tell you something? That actually came up in the conference. Yes, we actually had a presentation on that. See, this is why you got to hang out with Pastor Steph, because you just don't know what we going to be talking about. So go back and listen, not just to Monday, but to Tuesday and Wednesday and definitely yesterday to hear everything that uh, we talk about here because boy oh boy oh boy it's been lit all week I mean all week all week all week so make sure you go back and listen well today is freestyle Friday and we get to do whatever it is we want to do it is Friday y'all we made it by the grace of God we are at the end of the week And I don't know about y'all But I am so happy That it is Friday I had a rough night Oh my goodness gracious I mean a rough night 
And I'm so glad to be with you. But I'm glad that I'm not going to have to worry about this thing tomorrow and Sunday. And uh, we about to get this day started. So go ahead and get your healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time when Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. The human voice. It can be sweet as music, powerful as thunder. And so, my fellow Americans. But not for millions with COPD. This serious lung disease makes it hard to breathe. And many who have COPD don't know it. That's where your voice comes in. If you or a loved one have symptoms, talk with a health care provider and join us in raising our voices for the millions with COPD who can't. Learn more, breathe better at copd.nhlbi.nih.gov. Good morning and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And it is Freestyle Friday. And we get to do whatever it is we want to do. Well, chat with the men is what we generally do. And uh, it is a wonderful thing. That God has included us into his day today He has ushered us through a wonderful week We're safe We're sound Yeah, you may not think so, but we're sound (laughs) Did you listen to the news all week? We're sound Trust me when I tell you, we're sound And, um God is 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 really gracious to us. He's really been gracious to us, and I'm so happy to have you with me. So thank you so much for joining me on this Friday. We're going to be talking to the men in a little while, and uh, let's get this morning started. Now, I have to tell y'all, I had a hard time. I mean, a rough time, and. And I was just like struggling, struggling, struggling with trying to find, you know, I try to find you some kind of celebrity news. And I wasn't able to find any celebrity news. And, but, not and, but I was able to come across a nice, piece of uh, chat this morning, and I think that uh, you're going to enjoy this this morning. So ladies, I want you to join me as I get to talking about the brothers, they say, 
who look as good as they did back in the 90s. Now, I was like, okay, I definitely want to glance through this because they have three pictures straight across the top. And I was like, all right. You know, I'm not I'm not I'm not one who looks at, you know, like men and things like that. Not like that. But I mean, I know a good looking man when I see it. So I need you ladies to give me a thumbs up when you agree that these men look as good as or on December first, two thousand twenty three as they did back in the nineties. And excuse me. I got to tell you, there's one on this list across the top of these three that, to me, looks much better. Thank God for money. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Thank God for money. So make sure y'all hit me up. You know how to get this done. Make sure y'all hit me up. Well, the first one on this list, Morris Chestnut. Now, he is definitely one. That, I'm sorry, y'all, when he hit the screen in uh, Boys in the Hood, I'm sorry, y'all, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He just was not, mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. No, but, child, when the 2000s rolled in, I was like, is that the same man? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Woo-wee. Okay, come on, come on, come on. Everybody know Benjamin Button, Lorenz Tate. Oh, my gosh. Now, let me tell you all something. Why does he look like he going backwards in life? Yo, we were looking at Menace to Society the other day, and we were like, he has not. (laughs) Somebody sent me. Fine like wine, Morris Chestnut. <laughs> Listen, Lorenz Tate looks like he's getting younger. He does not look much older today than he looked when he was old dog. Cut the braids, put a suit on him, change his uh, mannerisms. He is straight Congressman Tate from power. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Now, this one here, I'm sorry, y'all. He has been a pretty boy, but this is Pastor Steph. Shamal Moore has always been straight corny to me. But, but I got to say, he has looked much better in SWAT. Oh, my goodness, yes. I Listen, in this house, we are TV and movie buffs. Now, we don't. I don't get a chance to watch TV a whole lot, but when I do, I do. And I got to tell you, I know... I, I'm, 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 uh, man. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So, Shamal Moore, he's always been a pretty boy. I have not cared for him much. Yo, do y'all remember when he used to do um, Soul Train? Oh, he was so whack. Oh, he was so corny. He was so corny. He was so corny. All right. I'm not a big Usher fan, but Usher is on this list. And, uh, he aight. He aight. Yeah, right. Oh, well, you know what? This one here has been all over the tabloids, Will Smith. And I got to say, Will Smith has always been like a little cutie, but over the years, he has definitely, he looks, you know, really, really good, at least in my opinion. This is just 
Pastor Steph talking. Yeah. Listen, like I said, y'all can agree, y'all can disagree. I, I'm I'm listening out for y'all, listening out for y'all. Tyson Beckford. Now, he's always been a decent looking man. He's always been but he ain't all of that the way they used to talk about him. But over the years, you know, he has not changed much. He has not changed much and he looks pretty good. He looks pretty good. Chris Tucker. Now, I have to admit, over the years, Chris Tucker has definitely, he does look more mature. Yeah, he looks the same. He looks the same. He's just aged a little bit, but he looks good. He looks pretty good. He looks pretty good. Now, now, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Method Man. Oh, my goodness. Meth looks straight good. What did I just see him on the other day? And I was like, yo. Oh, I was, I'm, I'm looking at, for the second round, the Godfather of Harlem. And I did not remember Method Man in this. And he was looking so good. Now, I, I was like, wow, he was looking good even before he got on power. Because he was, he's looking good on power. Oh, my goodness gracious. All right, all right, here we go, here we go. I'm ready to go. Jamie Foxx, yes. He has really, de- he has really, yeah, Jamie Foxx is off the hook. I'm sorry, I just saw him in Burial. I think that's an Amazon um, Prime, an Amazon original. That's what I want to say. I think, I think, I think. But it was very good. And he had, let me tell you something, from Wanda on In Living Color, Jamie Foxx is doing his thing, straight doing his thing. Now, okay, I know I'm breezing through this list because there's quite a few people on this list. Oh, we got a M-E-T-H-O-D man. Oh, yes. My girl, I'm with you. <laughs> Y'all surprised I know that one, right? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I'm not that old. All right. Now, when this one came out, I, I, I've been mad ever since. I, let's put it this way. I've been mad since the 90s. But I have to say that thank God for money because he was just looking straight whack. Um, Tay Diggs. I'm still trying to figure out, even in 2023, as we're on our way out into 2024, why did they cast him in How Stella Got His How Stella Got Her Groove Back? Y'all, somebody put surprise. <laughs> yes, because he showed him and Morris Chestnut. They do not look, quote unquote, as good as they did in the 90s. Because I don't think they look good in the 90s at all. So I'm surprised with you, my girl. Yes, 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 yes. Hey, Diggs on this list. Um, all right. I, I, okay. Now, he has come a long way from Shazza, Gary Dordan. Yes, he's a looker. He's a looker. And I'm glad they got rid of them dreads. He was so whack with them dreads. But over the years, he has really, really, he has a cutie smile. He really does. He really does. Y'all know Gary Dordan with the little sandy blonde reddish hair? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, Guess who's on this list as a group? The Wayans Brothers. Now, I have to say, Damon has definitely improved. Sean, um, SW1, Marlon, I'm so glad. When he was in um, Mo Money, Dumb Dreads, I was like, yo, he looked like a crack baby. And uh, Keenan. So they they have all, you know, they all look good. They all look good. 
All right, y'all. This is up for debate. Lenny Kravitz. He's got that rough look. And I'm like, okay, go sit down somewhere. Go sit down somewhere. All right. LL, y'all. LL, 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 Cool J. Yes. He, he was a cutie back then, and he's a cutie now. So he definitely aged with his big head. <laughs> All right. I know my girl, Shantice, is going to definitely jump for this one because I'm telling you something. No, I'm sorry. He has looked, he looks better. This one here looks much better than when he first came out because he was another one with um, uh, another one who, who kind of got me a little spot. Makai Pfeiffer! Oh, my gosh. He looks so good these days. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he's on the list. Okay, so we're going to make a separate list. The ones who didn't look good back in the 90s, who look much better now. So that's Morris Chestnut, Tay Diggs, and Makai Pfeiffer. But baby, 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 this one here mm, mm, definitely gets my vote, Mr. Blair Underwood. Oh. Now, I got to tell you all something. We have been reading from cover to cover the Bible this year. We've embarked upon that journey. And I have had, thanks to Anika, the Bible experience. Yo! Y'all better go find the Bible experience. When I tell you Blair Underwood as Jesus knocks it out the park, I love him ten times more as Jesus than anything I've ever seen him on the screen. Yes, 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 and yes, yo, Blair Underwood rips it. And as a matter of fact, he plays another significant, he is the voice of another significant um, person in the Bible, in this Bible read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to finish it. And I'm gonna. I, I wanted to go back. I don't want to. I don't want to look at the cast of characters because I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil. Um, you know, the surprise as to who these voices are because I've been guessing them throughout the whole thing. But definitely, he rips it, y'all. He rips it, and he looks so good. Now, I have to say. Now, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but y'all know who I'm talking about. Ron Rico Lee. Ron Rico Lee. Now, I'm going to tell you who he is. Remember um, Sister Sister, the two boyfriends? One was the one who played Bud in the Cosby Show, and the other one, the light-skinned guy. He's a nice-looking guy. He was good-looking then, and he is good-looking now, so I say he belongs on that list. All right, Flex, y'all. Flex is actually on this list. Flex is on this list. Now, there's a little side conversation that's going on over here. Now, shame on y'all because y'all not hitting me up. Y'all talking to one another. So I'm not getting these these uh, these things here. Okay, so I'm going to go back and read some of these comments before I go any further. Okay, so somebody says, out of all so far, Lorenz Tate is my favorite. Um, some, oh, then she says, scratch that Method Man. <laughs> then somebody else says, Method Man. Then somebody else says, Lorenz Tate still looks good. 
Then we got Bamet is my fave. Ah, oh, all right. Uh, the way Blair Underwood looked and set it off. <laughs> Somebody put love how Blair is depicting Jesus. And then again, Tia's boyfriend being on this list is getting the thumbs up. Alrighty. Okay. Uh, she said, I would have got a job at the bank and set it off just to be next to Blair Underwood. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. All right. So Flex is the last one on this list, y'all. That was fun. That was We blew through. 21 of these men. So let me let me go up. Let me let me let me do it backwards. So this list is let me make sure I read it right cuz I don't want to mess it up. They got the 21 brothers who look as good as they did in the 90s and for Steph, three don't belong in this list, but they did they do look good now. So when we look at a subsequent list that said they didn't look like nothing back in the 90s but they look good now, that's the list that they should be on. So since I'm at the top of the list, I'll go the same way I went the first time. Morris Chestnut, Lawrence Tate, Shamar Moore, Usher, Will Smith, Tyson Beckford. Where he been? Take him off this list. Chris Tucker, Method Man, Jamie Foxx, Tay Diggs. He's the one that don't belong on this list either. Him and Morris Chestnut. Gary Dordan. The Wayans Brothers. Lenny Kravitz. LL, LLLL, LL, Cool J. Makai Pfeiffer. Blair Underwood. Ron Rico Lee. And Flex. Now I'm trying to figure out who gets my vote the most. I'm kind of stuck, y'all, between. I think Lorenz Tate does it. I think I think Lorenz Tate does it. I, I, I ain't never seen nobody just look younger and younger in every single thing that he's been in. So here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. I need you to hit me up and let me know which one. Oh, Lorenz Tate. Let me know who is your absolute number one. All right, so I got two for Lorenz Tate. So as I go through this news today, I'm going to be shouting out who gets the top votes. Okay, that was fun. That was fun. Well, Friday's Freestyle Friday is always fun because I always find something good to come up with. Oh, Lorenz Tate, that's three for Lorenz. All right, what are we talking about today? What are we talking about today? I got some crazy stuff, y'all. Well, Freestyle Friday. Let's talk about McDonald's. Well, McDonald's, they say, is giving several things a facelift. Yeah, they're changing some burgers, and they're doing some rearranging. And I want to tell you what those things are. Well, they say Six, now, this, you didn't even know this unless you were in the back of McDonald's. Now, I've worked in McDonald's several times over my life, and I had no idea that they even did this because I was always on the front line. I was always at the cash register. But they say six patties will be grilled at a time instead of eight. Now, here's why. They say because 
it applies less pressure and retains more burger patty juices. Now, did somebody actually stand there, y'all, and say, okay, we already put eight. Now, eight's been on there since McDonald's has uh, hit the market back in however when. And now they didn't watch six patties and how that cooks better than eight patties. Come on. So some, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. All right. Oh, somebody's got, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Here we go, here we go. Let me tell, okay. So I got some votes, but I'm going to finish up with my McDonald's because I don't want to get sidetracked. Big Macs will get more sauce. Now, I got to tell you, back in the day, that was always my thing. I want a Big Mac with extra sauce, but ever since I can't eat the eggs, I can't eat the sauce. So I'm going to be missing out on that. They say the buttery brioche buns will be used and sliced with a thicker bottom to retain heat. Now, I don't know about all that. I don't know if I want a thicker piece of bread on the bottom. Okay, well, they say sesame seeds will be more randomly scattered on the buns to give a homier look. Okay. Cheese will be taken out of refrigerators sooner so it melts more during cooking. Okay, okay. Oh, y'all got some chatter going on about these lookers here. Onions will be rehydrated after purchase for more juiciness. Okay. Lettuce and pickles will be stored in smaller containers, so they must be refreshed more often. So those are the things that will happen to our burgers and all the fixings on the burgers in McDonald's. Now, I would love to know if this stuff is going to taste different or differently um, because we don't really eat McDonald's the way we used to. All right, so since the lookers are a hot topic, we got three full of rents, then... (laughs) <laughs> Somebody wrote They don't know who in the world Mike Epps or Chris Tucker is Well Mike Epps wasn't on the list So y'all just got a whole bunch of Conversation going on Somebody else says I agree Tay Diggs is not attractive To me wow Okay so then we got a meth vote Method man Then we've got a second method man vote So then somebody clarifies Who Mike's Epps Mike Epps is. Come on, y'all got to know what Mike Epps is. He's not a stranger to us. He's the cousin to, um, what's his name? Ice Cube on Friday. Yeah, did he? All right. And Chris Tucker is stupid, um, um, the stupid friend on, uh, uh, Friday. Okay. And... Somebody wants to know who uh, the light-skinned one from Juice is. Raheem! Yes. I like Raheem. No, I like Bishop. That's what it was. I like Bishop. Yes. All right. So 
boy, y'all got then added people to the list. So right now we've got what's his name? My boy with three. Um, what's his name? Why did I lose? Why did I lose focus? Cause y'all got y'all charming now, and y'all driving me crazy. So no, Khalil Kane is not on the list. He's the one from Juice. Oh, I did have it right. I really like Raheem. Yeah. Okay, I did I, I did I did have it right. Um so right now Lorenz Tate gets the win. Now unless some more votes come in, we'll see who wins it at the end of the morning. I'll let y'all have y'all chat and I'll laugh about it later. But uh we didn't got our vote on the good looking men. And we've got our information on Burger King. I'm not Burger King, McDonald's. See? You see what happens? My brain is all twisted now. All right, what else are we talking about? Oh, there's some good stuff I got to talk about this morning. If I can get my list back up. Okay, here we go. All right. Mm. There's this chick. Now, she's some somebody. She's supposed to be somebody important. And I don't know her, but she's somebody important on the Internet. So Homegirl, she's from Britain. She's pegged as Britain's most hated woman. Well, her name is Carla Bellucci, and she is charging... Her invited guests, now you ready for this, $200 per person for Christmas dinner. And she feels that she needs to be compensated for the burden of preparing a meal for 15 people. Now, we're going to talk about this other thing in a second. She says it's not cheap feeding people, and it also takes a lot of time to put together a nice meal. Now, she's 42 years old. Now, she has an immediate family of six who will be eating. That's her husband, Gio, and their youngest three children. And altogether, somebody else. And she's expecting nine additional relatives. Now, I was trying to figure out what she feeding these people for $200. So this includes a complete dinner starring the turkey and one glass of champagne. She says any additional alcohol will have to BYOB. All right, and for those of you who don't know, bring your own bag. That's straight old school. Who still even uses that? And somebody on the other side of the fence? Wow, I'm surprised. I was surprised to see that one. She says that, you know, she's admitting that she's going to be pocketing a little bit of this money. She says, everything I do is for profit, and my family understands that. She says she knows some of the family is going to be disgusted and may not bother to show, but that's not changing her mind. Now, to show how trifling she is, I'm using that word. Now, 
I'm not saying that she should have been buying the gifts, but y'all can get my point. She says she spent $10,000 on Botox and veneers instead of buying her kids presents. She faked depression to get a nose job with taxpayer money. They say through the UK's publicly funded National Health Service. So she's she's tacky, she's trifling. And here's the kicker. They said that earlier this year she gave her daughter a sweet sixteen party. Is it a sweet sixteen party? No, it just says her teen daughter's birthday party. I thought it was a Sweet Sixteen party where she hired male strippers to perform. And she spent more than $700 for the strippers who were to serve food with only an apron covering their modesty, as they put it. Now, She wants to charge $200 because she says it's not cheap feeding people and it also takes a lot of time to put together a nice meal. Where is the $200 per person for every grandmama out here who has fed the block, the building, her kids, their friends, the bums, and everybody else? Because there is definitely some restitution that needs to be made for Big Mama. Yo, and you know when you went to Big Mama's house, you was going to get some slamming, sweet potato pies, and the whole nine yards. And I can tell you right now, I'm looking at this chick here. If you spent money to get veneers and... Botox, you can't cook. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not. She probably didn't win. She's going to get this. Let me tell you why she needs $200 per person. First of all, she's going to get this meal catered. I'm not impressed looking at her that she can cook. You could just look at people and tell they can, whether they can cook or not, and she straight does not look like she can cook. No. So... My thing, my question is, why bother to invite people and then complain about how much you spend, the fact that it's not cheap, and how much it takes to cook and prepare the food? Why even go through all of it? Don't you do that from your heart? You know, when you sit down and you're looking at everybody, enjoy your food and all of that stuff, that's the good part. So I don't know. But you know what? She's 42. She's part of the millennials. So I ain't surprised. Now, that's not saying that every millennial is twisted, but y'all get my point. Y'all get my point. What else are we talking about today? Do you know I don't have a man on this line yet? So it's just me and y'all, okay? Well, I'm sure I'm entertaining enough. I should Y'all should be paying me for entertaining y'all. Isn't that crazy? All righty. Well, 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 and well. Check this 
few weeks ago, we talked about the migrants getting on the bus. Okay, so let's go back. They opened up Floyd Bennett Field to, what was it, like 1,600, 1,400 people. They had beds out there, and they showed the people getting on the bus who had been kicked out of the shelters because they had exceeded, the, they had reached the 30 days. And remember, he wasn't given, Adams wasn't given past the 30 days, right? So they got on the bus and when they, because they just were told they were going to a shelter. And when they got on the bus, they were upset because they said that they were going to be too far out. Their children were going to be too far away from school. They were going to be, a few of them who had jobs said that they were going to be too far away from the jobs. They didn't like the accommodations at the end of the day. So they got back on the bus, and they were going back to the shelters to insist that they were received back at the shelters that they were kicked out from, right? Well, 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 I knew it. As my mother would say, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. Now I'll take whatever I can get, quote, unquote. First of all, I'm still trying to figure out how you feel. You are here, and you're going to be picky about what you get. Well, they've been sleeping out in the street. Yes, because, again, they are, they've been maxed out of the 30 days. And here's the thing. They are not able to automatically get back on the list to be received in that shelter. That's what they're calling it, the tent shelter, right? So they said they had more than 200 people who were snaked around the block outside in the East Village waiting to try to get back in so that they can get to Floyd Benefield. They said that we just want a bed and a shower. I don't have anywhere to sleep, so I'll take whatever I can get. I would sleep on a military cot. But you said no. But you said no. There's a 30-year-old who is from Senegal who is begging to get back into the system. You got a 22-year-old. Now, I've never even heard of this this country. Mauritania? I don't even know if I'm even saying it right. He's trying to get up in the system. Uh, They've got another 30-year-old from Senegal. I'm sleeping in the train station. It's my third day here waiting for a shelter. So they have 14, okay, so here's 1,400 beds out in Floyd Bennett Field. Field, let me say it right. I hate when people meet this pronounced course. Field, right? Only 620 people. They have, you've been sleeping outside. 
You done left over half the beds in Floyd Bennett Field open because you're looking for better accommodations. Yo, I would love to hear what y'all got what y'all got to say because my thing is, you know what? Serve them right. They have a 37-year-old, again, another person from this Mauritania. Y'all can let me know if I'm saying it right. They said there are no beds. You either sleep on a chair or on a floor, and they're talking about the regular shelter over in the Bronx. They have this Bronx Migrant Respite Shelter, and they've been sleeping on the floor or sleeping in a chair. But when you got to Floyd Bennett Field, you said that wasn't good enough for you. So one guy says it's my birthday on December 31st, and I don't want to celebrate my birthday in the cold in the street. But this wasn't good enough for y'all. I, I I don't know. I'm sorry, y'all. I don't feel sorry for them. I do not feel sorry for anybody who came here on their own. Now, you know, it's been this whole, well, we promised them, and now we've got to, you know. Listen, they have told you there's no more room. Y'all insist on staying. They gave you a free ticket to go back. You said no. They put you on the bus and took you to Floyd Benefield. You said no. Now you want to take them up on their offer because there is no more room at the inn. Yo! They say hundreds of these people, hundreds of them, are sleeping outside, have been sleeping outside. And each day they have to get back online. They have to get back online and start all over again. Now, here's what they're telling them. They're really going to be out of luck because the first dibs come to the people who are getting ready to exceed, to, 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 I keep saying exceed, to, mat, to meet that 60 days. So remember, it was 30 days for single people, and then you had to be put out to shelter, and there's 60 days for um, the families. Well, yeah, they're getting ready to max out the families, and they get first dibs at the Floyd Bennett Field beds. Yeah. So... Now, where are they going to stay? Because at least now they're giving up a few of these beds to the ones who said no. But they said no. Mm-mm. They're getting ready to give it to the first round of the 60-day notices. Now, they have some legal aid or somebody who's from the um, – some – council people or whatever, they're mad because they're saying that why are you giving this, why are you holding up these beds for the people who are getting ready to get kicked out of the shelter who's getting ready to meet the 60 days? Because the beds in Floyd Benefila, it's really more for single people. These single people have said no. What you mean? They're not they're not rejecting the first timers. They're rejecting the people who've been there and who said no. So no. Some right. Serve you right. Should have said yes. Even if you took it and then you found something better. Take it. Take it. It's 
so because that's what that's what we were saying when we talked about this the first go round. When you decided you were going to get back on the bus, we were like, well, where are you going? Because they put you out of the shelter system already. It's not like you had an option. You're like, okay, I could go to place A, I could go to place B. No, you were already, you had maxed it out. So your name is on the list of people who are on the outside. So you're a dope. You're a dope. So woo-woo for you. All righty. Let's see what else I'm going to talk about today. Y'all have already spent an hour with Pastor Steph. Well, let's talk about this. I do have one of my gentlemen on the line, and I want to talk about the last... Okay, so two weeks ago, because we didn't have any show last week, Friday, because of the holiday. So week before last, we ended our week with talking about the Cassie and the Diddy thing. And at that time, the the accusation had been made. Um, I think it was that Thursday, no, that Wednesday, or that Tuesday, that something, Monday, something, Monday, somebody, or the week before, somewhere along the line, we had been talking about the fact that the accusation had been made about Diddy. Well, he paid, as we all saw immediately, he ended up paying up. And now they say he is stepping down temporarily, they claim, as the Revolt chairman. Now, as far as I know, Revolt is like a magazine, um, and he's stepping down from their day-to-day operations. And it's because, just like I said, Oh, they're spilling now. All the people coming out the woodwork. And this is just the beginning. They have two more who have come out, you know, with their own stories. And they came out under the Adult Survivors Act. So you have this Joy Dickinson Neal who claims that he sexually assaulted her on camera back in 1991 when she was in college. And then you've got the second one who filed as a quote-unquote Jane Doe, who claims that he and Aaron Hall took turns raping her and her friend around 1990 and 1991. So he's doing this so that he can cover the um, the shame that is going to bring to the revolt name. Listen, ain't nobody looking at revolt, cockeyed. They looking at you, cockeyed. This is from 1990 and 1991. Revolt wasn't even thought about back then. So you ain't doing nobody no favors in that manner. They probably told him to resign. I'm not believing that they are really, he's really stepping down on his own. Well, let me hear from my uh, my friend, my brother, Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you? I'm better. A little bit. Yeah, Thank you. That's good. That's good. That's good. How are you? <laughs> Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. Thank you. 
All right, Pastor Kale, let's talk about some stuff. Let's talk about some stuff. It's just you and I right now. I don't know where Pastor Vinny is. I don't know where Brother Al is. Brother Al probably hanging out with the kiddos. Um, but let's talk about, now, I don't think you, I don't think you were on for the, for the mother, this woman out, um, I think she's in, I don't know if she's here, but she's British and she's charging $200 per person for her Christmas dinner. And she says that the guest of honor at the Christmas dinner is going to be a turkey and a glass of champagne. She said it's not cheap feeding people. And it also takes a lot of time to put together a nice meal. And she um, she says that, hey, I'm pocketing a little bit of the dollars, but I deserve it. So I just got one question that I did ask our due time listeners. Now, let me see if you come up with the same question. What do you think about this $200 fee for this meal? Well, first of all, I know groceries are going up, but I, I can get a good boss head sliced turkey and make a good sandwich on some Wonder Bread, and it's going to cost me a whole lot less than $200. I don't understand you having turkey and and, and Moet, no, that, that's that's a bit much for me. I can't afford that. Yeah, yeah, and I don't listen for two hundred dollars. You can have your own meal. I'm right. gonna for worry the, about two hundred dollars. Come on, that's right, that's right. And if you <laughs> hang out with Pastor Steph, it'll be two hundred dollars for two weeks. So <laughs> I'm I'm trying to figure out. I had a question, and my question was, where's Big Mama check at? Why yeah, Big Mama ain't getting right, no yeah. check for feeding everybody on the block, everybody in the building, so forth and so on. She didn't fed all her children. She didn't fed the grandchildren. She didn't fed the bums. She didn't fed the strays. She didn't fed everybody. And nobody bothered to give her no $200. I'm sure she could have gotten a massage or a foot rub or something. <laughs> And 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 she's on the you know she 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 looks like she can't cook either, Pastor K. I ain't sold on the fact that her food go taste like nothing. She don't look like she could cook. All right, mm. I don't know if you were a part of the story when we did the migrants who got on the bus to Floyd Bennett Field and got mad and got back on the bus because they felt they were too far away. They were in the desert land and. They didn't like the accommodations. Were you a part of that story? No, I wasn't off of that. Oh, okay. Well, that's what happened. They they filled up Floyd Bennett Field. They put Tent City out there for them, 1,400 um, beds, cots, uh, actually. They, um, they have a shower section. They have bathroom section. And now... There's, they're complaining about the heat, which we knew. When they started the tent city, we were like, well, when this stuff goes, when this weather gets into the cold weather, you're not going to be all that warm out there. What are you doing offering these people a tent city? But it's what they're offering. 
So they said, even though it's not that warm, they've been living out in the street, on the street. So now they have changed their mind, Pastor Kale, and they have said, we didn't want it, but now they'll take anything. Do you think that they should get a second chance at being housed in the tent city again? Not, not, not at all. Not, not at all. If I offer you something, you know, it, it, it's almost like, you know, I ask my grandkids, you ready to eat? No, I don't want to eat because they want to play so much. They want to do other things. And then all of a sudden, now you're hungry. Well, no, you don't want to eat. So you still have to wait until there's another opportunity. And right now there's not another opportunity. So you have to wait. You know, find something, you know, find something to occupy your time. Because I, I gave you the opportunity to get here, put you on the bus and everything, but you said it too far. Well, it's too far to eat. All righty. Well, that that's my feeling. You know, right now they're actually – giving the opportunity, only half the beds are filled, not even half the beds, 600 beds or so are filled, and they have 1,400, and what they're doing is there's the first round of um, families who have reached the 60-day limit of being in the shelter system, and what they said in the article quite a few weeks ago is it's going in rounds, so here's what's happening. So the main shelter system has received them. And what happens is when they reach the 30 days for the single people and the 60 days for the families, they're putting them out. Well, they've given them, which they did not discuss, an alternative, and that's when they opened up the Floyd Bennett Field. So they're moving them out of the regular shelter system in order to make room for the new arrivals. So... When they bump them to the tent city, now they said no, so now it's for the new people. So what they're saying is now the 60-day people getting ready to come up out of there, of the regular shelter system, those are who they're going to give the opportunity to since you said no. So this is going to be very interesting because you talk about the homelessness issue. This is going to be crazy. This is going to be straight crazy, and and I don't even know what our city is going to look like. It's, I, I keep saying it's going to look like Venezuela soon. All all the places, all the places where these people are coming from, it's going to look like that now. So I don't know, Pastor Kale. They're they 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 going to be in trouble because this they don't have any place to go. All right, you were one who voiced your opinion because I spoke to the men about the P. Diddy or Diddy uh, situation. And now he's stepping down from Revolt as the chairman. Do you think that he's stepping down on his own? No, of course not. Of course not. There are definitely um, people, people higher up. That's, that's telling him this this could be a bad look. You know, this, this is not a good look right here. You need to step down. Get your name away from this thing. You know what I mean? So there's other people who, who are saving their investment. You know, so you've you got to go away. we got to make this go away quickly. All right. Well, 
I thought the same thing. They're not going to give him an opportunity to step down, and he wants it to look like, you know, he's stepping down. And, again, he's sticking to this, you know, this is not um, any forgiveness. I'm, I'm sorry, goodness gracious. This is not an admittance of guilt. Where did I get the other part from? Um, what What does that even mean? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. What does that mean to you? Because to me, this is definitely saying when you pay Cassie immediately, <laughs> that to me said one thing. What did his, you, you, what, what does it say to you? You definitely guilty. You definitely guilty. And, you know, this is what we call in the street hush money. You know, we try <laughs> to shut you up real, shut you up. But unfortunately, you know, when, when people see you giving out this hush money, well, I got secrets too. And I need some hush money too. So everybody wants hush money. You know, so I mean that, that that's where we are. I mean when you come back from the night this is almost like Bill Cosby. You know, when you come back from the nineties and the eighties and the seventies, you know what I mean? People still want hush money. L- listen, listen. Yeah. Well, never mind. This is a Christian show. I wasn't say that. But yeah, they just want hush money. Okay, okay. I have a question for you. You have two brand new claims. One from a Joy Dickerson Neal, who claims that he sexually assaulted her on camera in 1991 when she was in college. I really don't know what that means because, to me, in my head, that says in front of the camera, like in front of everybody or whatever. The other one, the second lawsuit, is filed by a Jane Doe who claims that he and Aaron Hall. So now some new names are dropping in his camp. Took turns raping her and a friend around 1990 or 1991. So let's stick with the Joy Dickinson Neal. What do you think about her claim that, <coughs> yeah, somebody saying Aaron Hall, yep, Aaron Hall's being dropped here. So what do you think about this assaulted or her on camera in 1991 when she was in college? What does that mean to you? Because I'm, I'm unclear about that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really not sure. You know, you, you hear um, teens going wild and, you know, they're lifting up the shirts and all type of stuff. But, I mean, I, I really don't understand on camera. Did they videotape it? I mean, was it outside in public? But, but I think my bigger question to all of this is, you know, why are you wait some 20 years later? You know, I, I'm just not understanding. I mean, rape is rape. So if you felt that you got raped in the 90s, why, why are you waiting until now? I, 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 it, it couldn't have been that bad. And, and, and I hate to say it like that, but but it couldn't have been that bad for you. You couldn't have been that, that much uh, traumatized, if you will. I mean, I, I don't know. What Was you wearing a badge of armor because it was Diddy? But now you feel bad about it? I mean, come on. I, I got a problem with that. Well, I have to honestly say, and a lot of people may not like it that I'm saying it, I'm having a problem with this as well. Um, and, and I'll tell you why. And we had, in my house, it ended up being, when I tell you, an outright Oh, my goodness, this whole house got flipped upside down when we had this conversation uh, a week or so ago. 
about this whole waiting issue. Here's why I'm having a problem with the wait. The problem with the wait for me is it makes it questionable. People now ask, did it really happen? Or like you said, why didn't you say something? Was it because, um, you know, everybody, you know, the, the argument is, well, Diddy is powerful. Um, you know, they, they claim with Cassie that, um, you know, he had this, this somebody bomb, he bombed somebody's car. And I'm not saying he did, I'm not saying he didn't. But what I'm saying is that that's the kind of power, I guess, they're, uh, um, you know, they're referring to. I'm having a problem with the with the weight also because you have an obligation. And Shanti said this the other day. You have an obligation to help someone else. When Cassie took the money, you it goes back to what you just said. You you accuse someone of rape in a in 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 a normal world. Rape is a crime. People go to jail for raping someone. So here you are. You've held on to this accusation or this claim that he assaulted you and raped you and all this stuff. And you said nothing. You put out this uh, desire to get this $30 million. He pays you immediately, but yet you never hear that there are any criminal charges being put against him, which appears as though all you wanted was the money. So when you hold on to your accusation and then all you do is take the money and you don't pursue any criminal issue, you look like you just somebody after the money. How do you now convince someone that you're trying to get justice? Because in a regular world, like I said, if you rape someone, you go into jail. If they catch you, you go to jail. You may not go to jail for as long as you should because we've done stories and we've seen where these people have raped and they only get a year or they only get five seconds or whatever the situation is. So, this is why I say I have a problem with the weight. Now, our brother Al has joined us. Let's see what he has to say about this whole waiting. Good morning, brother Al. Good morning, chop of the morning, chop of the morning. Brother Al, here we're talking about, you know, we're picking up our story about Diddy. And last we spoke, there was the accusation that um, he raped or and assaulted Cassie. She wanted the $30 million. Well, right after we hung up, he paid. And now, because he has two new accusations, he claims he's stepping down from revolt as an acting everyday person the chairperson from Revolt, and first of all, before we go any further, do you think he's stepping down on his own? Yeah. Um, what people don't understand, and, and I heard you guys talk, I was listening in, so I, I was hearing everything. 
um, what people, I think, fellow realize is that uh, Diddy is a very smart man. It ain't like he just was on the streets with nothing. This man graduated from Harvard. Like, he's a really smart guy. And I believe that, you know, he sat there and looked and said, you know what? Before they tell me that I can't be down with it, I'm going to step down. You know, it's just like in, in the police department, somebody do something or whatever. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and retire so they won't fire me. So I, I believe he did it. You know, he did it on purpose. Okay, okay. Well, number two, there's two new accusations. One, you said you heard already, the one who claims that he assaulted her on camera back in 1991. What does that mean to you, Brother Al? Because I, I can't figure that one out. What does that mean? Oh, very simple. Money. <laughs> money. I saw this one getting no, money. No, not you know that, what? Brother Al. Not that, not oh, that, oh. not that. Oh. What does assaulted, <laughs> not that, assaulted her on camera? What does that mean? Well, he's saying that he attacked her. He, he, he attacked her, and it's on film. Oh. Well, why you just can't say that? Oh, okay. no, I thought you were going to say, take it easy, how you talking to the guy? No, 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 not you. <laughs> no, not why you oh. can't just say that, meaning her. <laughs> why she just can't say right. when he assaulted me and he filmed it? He assaulted me on camera. Right. That doesn't say that to me. All right. And what do you think of the accusation that she she was raped? Along with um, um, Aaron Hall, and his, this, this is the terminology I'm paying attention to. She says he raped her and her friend around 1990 or 91. That's why you need to open up your mouth, because how you going to remember so clearly 99 years later? So what, that's just that's just me. You, you know how I get, brother Al. You know how I get. All right. So what do you think about that one? Hey, that's crazy. I don't even remember back in. Let me tell you. Uh, um, when I found out I had a son, and that's when I was in college, like in 1985, 87, somewhere, and it came up later on, I got a son. I didn't even remember who the girl was. So I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> you know, I... <laughs> I got a letter in the mail. And I'm like, what they talking about? Who? Who? When? And I'm sitting there trying to figure out who is this chick they talking about? You know, so I don't know how she remembered clear as day. I think what make her remember they color green making her remember. That's crazy. You know what? You're stupid. Here's, here's, I see, mean, I look at it the very opposite way. I just happen to be a person who remembers dates. I can quote you a date in a minute. I remember time. I can tell you every year I moved. I can tell you when I moved, the, 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 the month and the year. Somebody rapes me. They, they, her, him and Aaron Hall took turns raping me, and I'm not going to remember. That's why you need to speak up. See, I just happen to be a person who remembers dates. But if I'm not all that date person, this is why you need to speak up. Because now you're saying, you're right. okay, this right. or that. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You're right. On. And, and it, there's, cert, there's certain things that happen in our life that you don't forget. Like, you don't forget the right. day your child was born. 
you know, right. stuff like that. Right. You don't you don't forget those days, especially something like that. I was violated. I, no, sir. I remember that. <laughs> you know, I, I remember but, that. So, and it, it's, it, even if you don't remember, Brother Al, December first, nineteen ninety, you would you would know because you know what certain things would stick out. Well, you know what. That's when I used to, to do such and such a thing, and I used to go to the college on blah, 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 and it's you and your friend. So me and my, me and my girl, Shantice, used to hang out, you know, real, you know, real, we were real tight back in 1990. So I know it happened in 1990 because that's when I was, you know, we used to go to the Copacabana together, and you, you follow what I'm saying? You would be able, you should be able to put some things together that help you remember. But even if you can't, even if you can't, this is why we don't need to wait so far down the line. Again, it puts into question, and I'm not saying it didn't happen, and I'm not re-victimizing this people, so don't y'all, don't y'all write me. Don't y'all text me to my past staff. It's, it's not fair. I don't want to hear none of that. I'm trying to bring out a point as a woman, as a woman, you need, this is why you need, and I, listen, I've been abused. I just said to, I just revealed something the other day that I didn't realize, gentlemen, you weren't on. I think it was Wednesday. I realized that I was not only um, physically abused, but it took me a minute to realize I was emotionally abused. It took me a second to realize that I was um, mentally abused, and it took me a minute to realize that I was physically abused. But I can't tell you it took me a minute to realize I was raped by Aaron Hall and Diddy back to back. That's something that ain't nobody got to remind you or something got to be filtered in to your memory. That is blatant right there. You are not going to forget. So now you're able to frankly tell everybody it was him and Aaron Hall, blah, blah, blah. Yo, we in trouble. Especially, we in trouble especially, y'all. especially when, like you said, especially when there's 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 uh, celebrities involved. You right. Know, when there's celebrities involved. We definitely not. You know, something happened. You know, sometimes our subconscious will put it in the back. Like you know, I had something happen to me, and something triggered, and I remembered all of a sudden. I'm like, wow. But it wasn't like I was trying to go after nobody and, and things like that. And, and like you said, these were celebrities. Celebrities. You don't forget a celebrity. You know, hey, I was raped by Beyonce. You think I forget that? No. <laughs> <laughs> On the night of July 16th, 2003, <laughs> approximately 7.35 p.m. <laughs> Did you put a ring on I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not making fun, y'all. I'm not making fun. No, but, but, um, but you, I gotta, but you know what, uh, Wait, 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 hold ahead. on. I want, I want you ahead. to answer this. I want you guys to answer this question. Somebody just said, where is and what is her girlfriend? And that's what I wanted to know. Where is and what is her girlfriend saying about this lawsuit? What are you, because I thought about that. What do y'all think about that question? There was no girlfriend. Where is she? I mean, what you gonna say? Oh, she's sick now, or or she passed away? You know, you know what I wanted to say on that two real quick past stuff is I tell people people get mad at me too because they don't want to hear the truth. It's about the money because if you violated me, okay, 
I'm probably going to get some money anyway, but I want to see you in jail right. because you right. committed a right. crime. Right. You know, right. um, you know, just to, just to show up real quick, like uh, like the kid, parent, right, that said Michael Jackson, he raped my son. He did that. If you raped my child, I'm, I'm sorry to say, I want you dead. Ain't no amount mm. of money you can give me to say, okay, you know what, you, you know, you raped my son, he violated my child, he did this, this, and that. Oh, Mr. Byron, here's $30 million. Okay, everything good. No, everything is not good. <laughs> you, I want right. you in prison because you violated my child. So, so basically, what she said, she was a high price. She was a high price prostitute. You got thirty million dollars to give it up. What you did? People get mad. Get mad. I don't care. Let's speak the truth. How McGee, you gonna get money, and now everything is forgotten. You all in the newspaper. All this on there. You're crying. As soon as you got that check, we don't even hear from you no more. Yeah, that's why I say it. Look, this that's looks bad. Sister, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, this is why I say yeah. this looks like Right. And now you got other people saying, right. Wow, she got thirty million? Okay, let's see what I can get. Oh, you know, he extorted me in his own camera. His own camera, he mm-hmm. extorted me. And don't tell them what they can do now with AI. AI is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Pastor KL, what do you say about the question? Because that's what I was wondering. I'm like, well, how come you and the friend didn't come forward? Well, well first of all, if I'm the friend, why are you telling on me? Maybe I don't want nobody to know. Yeah, you that's know, true. You, it's true. You know, you brought you brought up the friend. You brought up Aaron Hall. Aaron Hall was just thinking groupie. me. He ain't had nothing to do with this right now. You know, go go ahead and did it. Why 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 are you just trying to slay everybody now? You know what I mean? So you want me to be a cuckoo so you can get some more money. I, I'm I'm good. You know, I got a job. You know what I'm saying? Shante mm-hmm. got a man. I don't need nobody to know all this stuff. You know, this is just crazy. I think you're yeah. just trying to patten up your situation. Yeah, it looks, again, it, it really puts into question the validity. And, and like I said, I am not, I am not, let me say it again, ladies and gentlemen, I am not questioning whether these things really happen or not. I wasn't there. So whether it happened or whether it didn't happen, I cannot attest to this. This is why we don't belong on no jury, because people don't always tell the truth. People pad the truth. People leave out information. This is why we ain't got no business on no jury. Let, let these other people handle this. But And I know that sounds crazy, but it, it is what it is. You can't, I can't, listen, I used to always tell my kids from when they were little, I said, listen, you better tell me what I need to know, because I'm not coming out there with no picket sign, free Shanties, free Shawnees, free Tamasia. I'm not doing it. Not, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. And every time somebody told me something about my kid, I could pretty much tell you whether they were telling the truth or not. I know my kid, and I know whether it sounds like them or it don't. I was never one to lie for my kid. But I can't tell you what they absolutely did do or they didn't do because I wasn't there. So I can't tell you how, how detailed, you know, these, these pieces of these stories are, how, how accurate these stories are. But what I am saying is as a woman, you put your, your, your validity into question or the validity of your accusation into question when you don't speak up 
when it happens. And and I get it. I, I get it. I get that it's hard to speak. This is if these things really happened, this is some stuff that would blow your mind. You would come up and say, Did I damn, did I really just go through that? And I'm saying damn, because that, that's a damn moment. Did I just go through that? Did that just happen? But when you intentionally, see, here's my theory. If I held on to it, if this happened, my middle girl was born in 1990. Shawnice was born in 1990. This year, she turned 33. If I held on to that for 33 years, I'm keeping my mouth shut for the rest of my life. I'm, as, as, as a woman, if I have not told this story, for whatever the reason is, if I have not told, even if, you know, maybe I couldn't put all the pieces together wrong, you know, maybe I, I was too ashamed to tell it, or maybe I thought maybe something I did kind of pushed them to do it, or whatever, this, whatever the reason is, I'm not saying anything ever, I'm not ever opening my mouth, and I'm never saying a word. And one of the reasons is is because I'm not going to be able to remember all the stuff that happened. I'm not going to be able to remember. And this is what makes us look bad when we come down the line so late. Now, just like Pastor K.L. said, because I read this when I read it last, and I was like, well, you and your friend in Aaron Hall. Now there's two other people involved. Right now, everything is Diddy. Now here we go, Aaron Hall and a girlfriend. If you want to tell your story, tell your story. Yes, this happened between me and Diddy. Now, Aaron Hall is involved. I said the same thing Pastor Kelsey said. Now, the friend is involved. And, yo, now you pulling on. No, because here's what happens. We, we've decided we're going to hold on to this for 33 years. And now, if you open up your mouth, now they're coming after me. Maybe it's something I have still chosen not to say. So now you open up your mouth, now i got to open up my mouth, and now I have to possibly relive all of this again when we have agreed to shut up? There's a reason why we have agreed. How is it that both of y'all agree not to say nothing? See, again, this is what puts it into question. I actually got a, uh, a hit a little while ago. Let me stop my ranting. I got a hit a, a while ago, and I want to give some clarification because I did ask a question about what does it mean for the on camera. So somebody wrote, on camera is supposed to mean it was done while they were shooting a music video or something. So why you got to say on camera? Like, I still say the same thing. Because that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, okay, well, must be why the camera was rolling. But why you got to say on camera? That sounds so stupid to me. But in any way, in any event... I don't know, gentlemen. You know, we uh, we 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 got this situation, and and I'm gonna be honest. I still don't think they they're gonna stop coming from out the woodwork. I think some other accusations are gonna hit the air before this is all said and done. I don't think we're finished. And uh, real quickly, because I got something, we got about a few minutes, so I wanna up another story. Um, see what you two think about it. But do you think this is the end of the line and nobody else is going to talk about this, Brother Al? Oh, no, this is not the end of the line. It's so funny. I told you when that first story came out, I said, oh, more people are going to come. And, and this happened. No, this, oh, this ain't the end. Oh, no, sir. Now, if she, if she would have lost and didn't get that money, that would have ended because they'd have been, okay, we ain't getting no money, though, you know. No, this ain't the end. No, sir. 
Okay. I agree. Pastor KL, do you think this is the end of the line and this is, you know, going to be the only people that speak up? No, not at all. This this has turned, like I said, this has turned into Bill Cosby. The only thing is that no one is seeking for jail sentence. But this has turned into Bill Cosby. Okay. Okay. I agree with both of you. Um, so we'll see how this plays out. We'll keep it going. All right, gentlemen. I, I don't know if it was you that I spoke to, you know, you were on when I spoke about this, but a week or so ago we talked about uh, a young man who is now 18. I think he was 17 at the time. He somehow or another, he was in school, and the teacher went to take away his Nintendo Switch video game and he ended up attacking the teacher he knocked her to the floor and he kicked her punched her in the back and the head they say more than a dozen times so they arrested him he's been arraigned and they're now looking to give him 30 years now the, the the new this new phase of this story, the mother of the eighteen year old is asking for the teacher to not push for the thirty years, which actually she asked the teacher asked for the 30 years and she's asking that her son be given some leniency because he's been diagnosed and this has been a minute this is not this is not a new diagnosis he's been diagnosed with autism and not only has he been diagnosed with autism He's been diagnosed with severe autism, ADHD, oppositional defiance disorder, and reactive explosion, I'm sorry, reactive explosive disorder. So she says, her exact words are, she feels that If he goes to jail for 30 years, it would be like a death sentence. Now, when when this story first came out, they mentioned nothing. And a couple of articles that I read, because certain stories, I'll read a couple of articles. I did not read in any of the stories that I came across. Maybe some of you read it or heard it if you heard it on the news, but I didn't, uh, that he even had autism. So she's asking Because of this, she's saying, please consider that my son has had a hard life. He's gone through so much trauma in his life. He has autism. Please show mercy to him. Now, the teacher has been his teacher for quite some time. They had a really good relationship. Now, what happened is, they went to take the Nintendo Switch from him, but it wasn't her 
who initially went to take it from him. It was the, the, the game, he was given the game. It was time for him to give the game up. So it was supposed to be um, time to do something else. And when they asked him for the game, he he wouldn't give it up. So the teacher who has a good relationship with him, she opted to get involved because she felt she could get the game from him without incident. So instead of him giving it up as calmly as she thought he would, he ended up attacking her. So this attack came like, to a big surprise, supposedly uh, a big surprise to her. Now, she again, she was the one who said that she wanted him to be sentenced to the maximum of 30 years behind bars. She says, like, I feel like if he gets sentenced to prison, oh, no, that's the mother. So now that all of this is coming out, teacher is now saying, um, the teacher is reconsidering. Now the mother is saying, and I have to tell you this because this is this may have something you know some bearing on what you think. She says I had always homeschooled him because he didn't handle the school environment. I asked the group home, did he have to go to public school? Could he do it online? And I was assured by them that all of their clients went to public school. I never thought he belonged in public school. I didn't have a choice. So he was in some private environment, contained environment, and now they forced him, quote, unquote, to go to public school. And unfortunately, since he's been in public school, they don't say how long it's been, though. Um, now, this is what ended up happening. Do you think he should be sentenced to the 30 years or how many years or should he go to jail? What's your thought, Brother Al? Okay, so from working in the school, oh man, it's, it's, it's rough. But I, I would, I'm gonna say he should go to jail, and the reason I say that is because there's so many things that go into this. Um, you know, from like I said, working in the school. So you have, if if you know all this, you homeschooled him, and you did all this stuff. All right, you should know that he has an issue, and that issue should be addressed. But you allowed them to take him to take him to the school because you're saying they forced you. Parents have a lot of rights. Believe when I tell you. So you you let him go in there and force him. To, you know, you say force him to go to school. So now he's in there. It's not the first time, her first incident with him. He might not took it this far, but this is not his first incident. So now that he then flipped off and did that, now you want to put all this stuff out. Oh, he got autism. He got this, this, and that. If he got severe, severe autism, he cannot be in a school around other kids like that. They will have to put him in a special thing, a self-contained class. He cannot be in there. But now you want to bring all this stuff up because if she was on the other foot and that woman would have protected herself, She'd have lost her job. She'd have lost her pension. She'd have lost everything. 
So, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't feel sorry. He should, he should go to prison. Now, 30 years, I think that might be a little excessive. You know, 30 years might be a little excessive, but he should, he should go to prison. I'm sorry. You should have brought all this up before that. Now you want to, you know, you want to play the sorry card. Yeah, you know, my son, he got autism, and he did this. Why you didn't say that from the beginning? Because you didn't think they were going to give him 30 years. That's why. You know, teachers get a bad rap, and they need to set some example. Like, you can't just come in here and beat up a teacher and do that. If that woman would have retaliated, oh, my God, it has been through the news. She ain't got the right training. No, I'm sorry. I don't feel sorry. Nope. Go see Big Bubble. Big Bubble can fix that autism very quickly. Oh, jeez. All right, Brother Al, thank you very much. Pastor KL, what's your thought? Well, you know, my... my I guess my thought was the first thing that Brother Al said, you know, should, should he have even been in a regular class? I mean, was it a special education class? Was it a special needs class? I mean, if you know that your, your child has special needs, then why would you put him in that type of environment, no matter what the people say? You know, you, you put your child in harm's way. Not only that, you put other people in harm's way. You know, from, from what I know, and, and Brother Al can probably help me with this, but when you're in a special needs class or a special education class, you know, the, the, the teacher has a different kind of training. So you put a child in a, in a class with me, and, and, and all I know is sit down and shut up training. You know, I, I ain't got no combat training. training. You know, then things can go a little, a little you know, a little far. So I, I think by all means, you know, you set your child up for failure. You know, unfortunately, now your child has to face the consequences. Now, I do think that 30 years is a little excessive. However, he, he needs to face some kind of time. But, but again, the, the other question to that, too, is that because he has autism or, or he has special needs, does he even understand why he's going to prison? Will he even understand why he's in prison? So will it even help the situation? And you know, Pastor Carol, and, and, and they probably would, because what people don't understand, kids that have autism are very, very routine. And they calm as long as they do this routine. As soon as you break that routine, all hell breaks loose. We had a kid that's in the school, autism. He come in the cafeteria. He sit at the same seat every day. He fix his plate the same way every single day. One kid, you know, some of the other kids, they see him, like, oh, forget that. And one of the, he came in, and one of the kids was in his seat. Oh, my God. I thought I had to call police. You know, because they very, very routine. So this kid with the video game, I'm thinking about the video game, he was routine with that. I get this, I play it, and, he, and, they, and I'm telling you, they're very precise. If you say you got 20 minutes to play this game, and he's used to that, that's what it is. When 20 minutes come up, he know it, he's going to give it to you with no problem. But you take that time to take that game 15 minutes, uh, five minutes before that 20 minutes, it's going to be a problem. All righty. Well, thank you, gentlemen. We're going to follow this story and see um, where it goes. I, my personal opinion, I'm, I'm going to read this back. Well, severe autism, ADHD, oppositional <laughs> defiance disorder, and reactive explosive disorder. So needless to say, he did not belong in a regular school setting unless 
that was everybody's, you know, in that classroom or whatever. That was their, um, you know, that was everybody, not in, you know, everybody else's regular class. Um, I don't know. They don't say how isolated he was from the other children. As far as, you know, they forced me to put him in regular school, I'm sorry. As a mother who has had to fight for her child, I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that. You know, some some people are not fighters, and they're easily defeated. And I, I can't say how much of a fighter she is or how little a fighter she is. However, if I know my child has been diagnosed with severe autism, ADHD, oppositional defiance disorder, and reactive explosive disorder, he's already in a, a, a privatized setting. You're not telling me to put my kid in a in a public school. It doesn't take a rocket a rocket scientist to figure out he does not belong in a regular setting. There's a reason because in order for him to be to get into the private setting, he had to go through all kinds of testing and all kinds of things to even get there. So how you even allow this in? This would have been one time I'd have been sitting up in jail. There's no way in the world you could have ever gotten me to put my child in a when he was already in a setting that he was functioning well. She says he was functioning well, but somehow or another they insisted on moving him, and you gave in. And I have to tell you, I kind of went through something like that where, you know, I, I had – you know, uh, and, and uh, I was being encouraged. Oh, you know, um, we're going to put her in this uh, particular uh, uh, class and we're going to do this with her and that with her and this with I said, no. They said, oh, Miss Griffin, don't worry. She's going to do well. And, oh, she's, you know, this is going to be great for her. And, da, 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 oh, no. Oh, what you're worried about? No. What don't you understand about no? I said no. I don't want, I want her where she is. That was the best thing I could have done for my daughter. And it says, and she was nothing like this. This, this is, but what I'm saying is the, the school, even the schools, they feel like the teachers, and they was like, well, you know, we got together, and, you know, we think she, you know, she's shown that she can, it's like they want to skip your child, and it's like, no, no thank you, no thank you, leave her here, leave her here, I, I, I want her, I want her here, oh, she'll do well, and no, <laughs> no, leave her, no, because now you're adding pressure, and now you're doing this, no, leave her alone, I, 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 again, didn't I say a minute ago? I know mine. Leave mine alone. Take, you know what? Put your attention someplace else. If later on I deem that I missed out on the opportunity or she missed out on the opportunity, then we're going to have to eat that with the Lord. But until then, leave alone. So I'm, I'm having a hard time with this. They forced me. And to me, you fight for your kids. If you know that this boy was diagnosed with this, then you know what? Now, I don't agree with you two in regards to he should go to jail. 
Jail means, will mean nothing to him but an absolute ruin. You have both admitted he doesn't have the capacity to even understand what's going on. So there's no way in the world I'm going to put him in a jail because they're not going to put him in a jail with people like him. So now I'm going to do something worse to him than the than the educational system did to him? No, I'm not doing that. He would have to go into some other type of system where he's, I'm not saying like nothing happened, but jail? We talk all the time about what jail is and what jail means and how jail has nothing to do with this these type of people. They don't even handle regular people properly. They don't even have the drug the drug people properly. The jail is not a place for him. Unfortunately, he's been handed a raw deal. What happened to him is technically not his fault. If he's been diagnosed as having these disorders, then this was just you know, an accident waiting to happen. I'm not going to add something worse to his life by now putting him in to an environment that would utterly destroy him. First of all, look at what the other inmates, how the other inmates would treat him. Number two, look at how the officers would treat him. No, I have to live with myself after that one. So if I'm already admitting and I understand, and I believe the diagnosis, that's the other thing. If I honestly believe the diagnosis, then I understand that he's gotten a raw deal. Mama didn't do him right when she allowed them to bully her into moving him into the public school system. The the, the, the system didn't do him right by moving him from where he was into the public school system where he would not be cared for properly, I'm not going to do. I'm not going to do him the last disservice of his life because he's not going to last there. He's you're going to find him dead one one day. He is not going to last. So you know what? It has to be um, a facility that will definitely um, cater to you know his needs, and that's what we have to worry about making sure he's there, and then deal with him accordingly. And like I said, I'm I'm not saying just put him, you know, in a place where he does not have to pay in any manner for what he's done. But, again, he doesn't understand what he's done. Pastor K.L. asked the question, well, does he even understand? Well, the answer is no. He really doesn't understand what he did. If he has an explosive disorder, then the the whole game thing, that was just (laughs) – uh, uh, how do they call it, a powdered keg. So, you know, hopefully, prayerfully, you know, this will be handled. He will be handled, you know, in the manner in which he should. And, but this is this is bad. This is really bad. This this boy was, was really dealt a raw, a raw deal. He had no say over how they moved him around on this chessboard. None, none whatsoever. And I really feel bad for him because it's not like he really could understand what he did. This is not not when you've been diagnosed with all of this stuff here. Because I agree with Brother Al. In order for him to have been diagnosed with this stuff, something had to happen before. How would you know he was explosive if he did not act like that before? So why would you put him in an environment like that? Come on. 
No. Mom, shame on you. System, shame on you. And, and prayerfully, he'll go somewhere where, you know, the uh, the system will will do him will do him right. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your contribution into today's conversation, and we pray you have a blessed day weekend. You as well. You as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. Let's get this benediction. We're going old school today. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Number 6, 2226. What a week. What a week. What a week. We've had a fantastic week. Here on his due time with Pastor Steph. Um, definitely made up for the short week last week. Um, we, we've had a lot of, of discussion about, um, you know, what we should do, what we shouldn't do, what we can do, what we can't do. And God has been really, really showing up um, this week in regards to just the condition of this world. And, and I'm not saying that. It does not show in any other week. But the stuff we discussed this week was just accelerated, in my opinion. And it really showed why we need Jesus. I think a year and a half ago I said, you know, this is why we need Jesus. And if we really believe that we can function in this world without God, we got another thing coming. You know, when God allows us to, you know, be our own person because that's exactly what happens. You know, we we we're, we're made, you know, to maneuver freely, and He wants us to choose Him. He doesn't, you know, um, force us. We're not robotic, uh, or we're not robots, I should say. You know, He presents Himself to us. And it's up to us to take him at his word and to understand that the life that we're living without him is nothing in comparison to the life that we would lead in him. Now, here's the thing. You don't know that at first. Mm-mm. You don't know. You have no concept of that. You're going to try this thing out. I remember there was a song, you know, when you've tried everything, if you've tried everything and everything fails, try Jesus. I'm here to tell you today, please don't try everything before you try Jesus. And and, and I have to tell you because by the time we've dug the ditch, we're going, to, we're going to have to pay for some of the stuff we did. There will be some things that God will clearly throw into the sea of forgetfulness, and we ain't going to have to worry about that thing no more. Thus the statement of some of the things um, need to be left in the dark. God will do that on his own. There are certain things that will happen in your life that God will leave alone. 
Because in order for you to move forward, he has to leave it alone. You can't carry everything with you into your new life and your new walk in him. He has to dismiss some things because if we had to eat everything that we've done, we couldn't even move from the weight of it all. So he has to dismiss and throw into the sea of forgetfulness some of the things. Now, the things that he will, we don't know, and the things that he won't, we don't know. That's why I encourage you that if you have not given your life to the Lord, do it now. Because I always say we have either the nail effect or the screw effect. There are going to be some things that we do, and when we get on the right path, it's going to things are going to pop right back into to place. It's going to be like it never even happened. And it's going to be like the, the nail went in the wall, and all you got to do is turn the hammer around and pull the nail right out the wall. It's not going to be a problem. There are going to be some other things that we do that it's going to be the screw effect. And we're going to have to get the manual screwdriver. We ain't going to be able to get that, that uh, electric screwdriver. And we're going to have to keep turning and turning and turning until that, 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 that screw is worked all the way out the wall before we begin to really feel the relief or see the effects of our good behavior. So why take the chance? Because as long as we are not in the Lord, we're we, we, we going to make some bad decisions. Because we make bad decisions in the Lord. <laughs> you ain't going to stop making bad decisions when you're in the Lord. I, I'm that, 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 whoever told you that, they lied to you. Because there are going to be some times we're going to step out and believe we know better than God. There's going to be some times that we step out and we're going to believe that, you know what, I don't want to wait on God no more. He ain't listening to me, like like uh, Rebel said. He's not listening to me. He's taking too long, and i got to make this move on my own. Or, quote-unquote, how about the ones who say, I heard from the Lord, he told me to do this. And you sit back looking at, at, at them saying, God really told you to do that one right there. Take God at his word that he says, listen, I've sent you my son. I've sent my son. I've put him on that cross. He gave up his life on his own so that you don't have to live a reckless and hopeless life. Listen, take God at his word that he will be the answer for everything in your life, and it will be a, 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 a larger peaceful journey. Okay? You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit as you go through your day. Be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew, my guys, for coming through big time and sending us into a thought-provoking weekend. Thank you for hanging out with us all week. 
Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until Sunday, God spares, where we're in the Word Project prayer room. Until then, I love you. 